Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Beef Podcast, but it's also just a YouTube video that you found, like the smart person that you are. We're talking about three ways roofers waste money on Google Ads. I'm with Vincenzo Colissimo. Hello. Can you say your name out loud so everyone in the comments can also say your name? Yeah, Vincenzo Colosimo. Colosimo. Yes, sir. Okay, so what are some of the biggest ways that roofers waste their Google ad budget? Well, there's a lot of creative ways to waste your money on Google ads. Uh, that's the wonderful thing about Google and Google ads is they'll take your money if you want to give it to them. So you're um, saying that you can't just like put a smart campaign on Google and get the best ad like the best return on investment? No, no, absolutely not. Smart campaigns, I mean, we could do a whole podcast about smart campaigns. Let's not. Let's not, no. <laughs> um, uh, no, there's tons of different ways to waste money. I think uh, the biggest thing just comes down to organization and having a poor organization in your account and just like low intent. And by intent, I mean like not going after the things that your customers want to buy from you. Let's say you have a $20,000 ad account um, and you take it over from somebody who's doing like broad match campaigns and just kind of barely working on the copy. What's the realistic amount that's getting wasted? How much money is getting wasted when people aren't trying that hard on Google Ads? Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard to say like in general, it's obviously case by case. Basis. Give an example that you've seen recently, yeah. percentage. I would say that I mean, up to 30% of ad spend can be wasted pretty so easily. 6K. So yep. out of 20K, 6K can be wasted easily if you're not doing what things? What are the things that people are wasting 6K out of 20 on? So, I mean, you can easily waste all 20K too. <laughs> you, can very, you can very easily do that. Most times a contractor is gonna have at least some semblance of going after their service in some way, shape or form. Even if the, the match types are, are off or the ad copy is really, really bad, um, they're at least going in the right direction in a way. So I wouldn't expect 100% of their ad spend. But let's zoom in on that 6K, that 30% that's getting wasted. What are the main problems? The main problems are kind of what I, what I touched on briefly. Um, like, and you said too, broad match keywords. So uh, just kind of opening the floodgates. Explain broad match keywords to me like I'm five. Yes, so you have a lollipop and you're on the playground and you have a couple of friends that you'd like to share your candy with, right? Or your lollipop. Um, if you have a broad match lollipop, all the kids on the playground, they might still be kids that like candy, but you don't want to necessarily share your candy with them. Mm. If you have a phrase match lollipop, <laughs> you, uh, you're not gonna attract as many off-topic friends or people you don't like. Um, or yeah, because if I'm a kid on the, the, the playground, if I'm a roofer yes. that's trying to get his services out to the world, yes. I only want like certain people. Right. I, don't want, I definitely don't want like people in apartments to get my lollipop yes. or my ad spend. Or people searching for Home Depot roofing supplies. Yes, because they're just trying to do it themselves. We can flip them though, right? But it's probably not the best expense. It's not the best way to spend money. Super top of the funnel, right? Yeah. Like 
not very close to making a purchasing decision. So would you say Google Ads, you want it to be bottom of the funnel only? I wouldn't say exclusively. I mean, I think they're, the great thing about Google Ads is that there's room for testing. And there is room to talk to your sales team and say, hey, we're gonna go after some that are maybe, maybe we're gonna talk about cost, which has super high search volume, roof replacement cost. And we're gonna try and put together a script or go through a training on how we can try and flip these people that are calling about cost into people that actually wanna replace their roof. Um, or you could send them to a calculator like we're doing with DreamWorks Exteriors where we're going to be able to send them to a calculator we're working on right now. Yeah. And I, try to get them to go through the whole calculation. and. Yeah. I would preface too though that like that's not a big percentage of what I want to focus on is like testing these softer top yeah. of the funnel things. Yeah. If a client wants to do that and they're like, hey, we've got some extra money for testing this month. Let's spend 10% of our efforts seeing if we can flip some of these certain types of searches and we do that, but it's never going to be a core of our, of our focus. Okay. okay. Um, so you mentioned Home Depot roofing supplies, or mm -hmm. let's say Home Depot, Depot, sh Home Depot <laughs> shingles. Home Depot. That's the people that go to yes. Home Depot. <laughs> the Home Depot that want shingles. Mm -hmm. How do you get, like, how do you make sure that you're not showing up for those searches? Yeah. It's a combination of match types and then a big thing too is negative keywords. So right away, you know, at Hook, we have a master negative keyword list. We don't, I don't think we've come across a single roofer that wants to show up for, you know, anywhere from 50 to 100 terms along the lines of uh, rooftop bar, Home Depot, Lowe's, Menards, things like that. Um, so we basically negative keywords as they sound are the opposite of keywords and they're telling Google this is what we don't want to show up for. Mm. So if someone uses this term, depending on the match type of the negative keyword, someone uses this term in their search, it's going to tell Google, hey, company XYZ doesn't want to show an ad when that is in the search bar. So right now roofers could go to their Google ad account and whether they are doing the ads themselves or whether an agency is doing them and see how many negative keywords they have. Yeah. And maybe that could tell them how much work is being done or how much is being wasted. Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, you, a big thing that you want to know more than anything is what are people searching? Um, yeah. And that is another report within Google ads, pretty easily accessible, even if you're not experienced with Google ads is the search terms report. So you can look through your search terms report within the whatever date range and find what people have searched in order to trigger your keyword. And that is, there should be negative keywords added on the front end for sure, but negative keywords are ongoing maintenance. So you're looking through the search terms and stuff's gonna slip through the cracks. Yeah. And if you're doing kind of like these broad match things or smart, match, smart campaigns or whatever, they also, I've showed up for like hooks, um, chicken and fish right. or whatever. Yeah, like, great restaurant. But yeah. No. <laughs> I don't want people that are trying to yeah. go there trying to get here. Yeah. They'd yeah. be disappointed. We yeah. don't have as much chicken and fish. Yeah. And small note, smart campaigns, you can't look at the search terms. Report. Really? <laughs> smart okay. Well, to my knowledge, it, smart campaigns are basically 100% automated. Mm. So you're not targeting specific keywords, you're kind of targeting topics, almost mm. like local service ads. So if you're doing a smart campaign, it just might be a little disconcerting that you might be spending a bunch of money on rooftop bar, 
when people are not trying to find a roofer basically. Yeah, yeah, I think the most difficult thing with like a smart campaign is you just don't have much control. It's kind of like casting a, a big old net out there and trusting Google to reel in the good stuff. Um, and it's just kind of difficult to like have attribution, what's working, what's not working. There's not much room for optimization. You're just relying on the overlord Google to bring you your money. And it really comes down to, do you trust the overlords? <laughs> yeah. Of course we do. <laughs> yeah, we love them. Yeah. We love them so much. Yeah. Um, I mean, real question, like, just an agency in general that's gonna be tight, that's gonna help you narrow it down. Not all agencies are great, but there's, there's a lot of good agencies that are gonna help you narrow the search terms, create really effective ads, et cetera. Would you call that a hook? instead of the the net you might call it a hook i wasn't even going for that but yes you might call it i would say to take it a little bit farther it's rather than using a generic bait or a big net you're fishing for you know salmon and you're using salmon specific bait uh with a with a campaign that you're in control of and optimizing i love that so talk to me about copywriting yeah. another big mistake that we've seen lately as we've taken over some ad accounts yeah. is people using generic copy all over the yeah. site so how do you make better copy like i mean you you're the one that told me this it's mm -hmm. bad that it's the same ad over and over again for yeah. different keywords so how are you trying to scale out within our company yeah. how are you trying to scale out and how can other people do this mm -hmm. better copy yeah i think the the core of everything has to be custom. It has to be from the keywords that we're targeting to the ad copy. It has to be custom. It can't be a cookie cutter template. Sure, you can get some leads, but there's gonna be more of that waste. When it comes to ad copy, it also comes down to intent too. And that's Google speak for what are people actually trying to do when they're searching for roofing company or roof replacement. Um, so, if you have generic ad copy across your account, there's no way you're gonna capture the intent of all of the keywords that you're targeting. So if I've got a roof, repla uh, roof replacement campaign and then I have a roof repair campaign and I have the same exact ad copy for both, there's no way I can capture the exact intent with the same exact ad copy in both of them. A good example of this I saw on social ads recently where somebody had a very nice looking ad that was it was like a story and it was like a bunch of different temp like temperature location like it showed me arizona minnesota florida like showed a bunch of different like climates mm -hmm. and it said we know the right material for any climate or something and i'm like why are you this is a minnesota roofing company somebody rolled out this ad that's like basically saying that we can do Part of the, be the best part about a roofing company is the locality focus. Right. The fact that you can target a location and get really specific with what people want there. It's probably an agency that yeah. it worked for some other national roofers. So they're like, yeah. let's throw it out here. Why not? Yeah, this is a nice ad. We spent a lot of money on this ad. Let's just use it again. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's, that principle applies whatever your, your marketing is. Like mm -hmm. if you build it from the bottom up, right. it's, it's from scratch you can. Mm -hmm while stilling, still having the context of other, other roofers. Right. Yeah. So how do you mix in the context? Like, what do you learn? What can you carry over from other roofing campaigns that 
that makes sense to carry over. Yeah, I think a lot of times what we're learning more than anything is people's behavior and kind of how they interact with certain types of call to actions or certain types of uh, different copy or different keywords that work well. Um, so we definitely, I mean, we'll take stuff that works in another account, but it's not just going to be copy and paste. It's going to be like, this is a really good reference point. Let's see how we can make this custom to this client and use their brand to emphasize it in a different way. I love that. I don't want to go too far into account structure because I think that's going to be boring for this audience because I think we're mostly talking to contractors yeah. listening to this. But tell me why it matters briefly and yeah. give me like the ideal structure. Just real quick. Real quick, let me just explain this giant topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so maybe it would be better to like explain an example. Like if I got an ad account from a contractor, this is what I would expect. To that, see. that would be very wet. Um, <laughs> I, I would expect- You said wetter. Did I say wetter? I, I heard wetter. Well, let's explain why kind of it's wet. Weird. Um, <laughs> um, so I would expect to see one campaign, and I would expect to see one ad group, and I would expect to see 60 keywords that are talking about every single service you do: windows, siding, roofing, gutters. And I would expect it to see an all like all in one wet ad group. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a bad account structure. Yeah. Google doesn't know what we're trying to do. That would be dry then. That would be dry. We don't want a dry account. Um, Google doesn't know what we're doing. We're, there's no way we can encapsulate and add copy all of those different topics. A good account structure is topics within each campaign. Okay. And if it's a big enough topic, ad groups are subtopics. So if you're a roofer and you do- Why though? Well, tell me why this matters. Yeah, it matters because Google can understand what you're advertising easier and it goes back to intent. If I have it all stuffed in one, I can't make an ad that's gonna talk about windows, siding, roof repair, roof replacement, and gutters, and effectively communicate all of that in 90 characters. Okay, so where do you send these people to? I know that I'm rushing through topics, but I just yeah. wanna keep it interesting for people. Yeah. When you're sending them to a website, does the website have to be good for the, the ad spend to go well? Um, what are some of those essential ingredients to where you're sending them to? Yeah, um, talking about like the winning landing page formula, it sounds like. <laughs> well, yes, I would love to hear about that if, that if you've got one for us. Yes, yeah, uh, there's a couple of like key elements and if anyone in the audience is familiar with SEO landing pages, there's a little bit of contrast between like an SEO landing page and a PPC landing page. A lot of times we find that Google ads clickers, if that's a term, <laughs> are... I'm imagining them right now. Just <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> clicking that ad. Um, Homeowner, they're ready. They're right. tapping it on their phone. They're, they tend to be a little bit more of kind of window shoppers when they're finding us through ads versus finding us organically. The intent can be a little bit lower. They're looking for faster results a lot of times. So we need in our landing page to provide them faster answers, faster solutions. So we're taking an SEO page that's got great information, works well for SEO, and we're basically trimming all the fat. We want enough information on there to answer some questions, but if you have any more questions than that, go ahead and fill out the form. I like that. Yeah. And so you guys even take out the menu a lot of times, I see. Oh, yeah. on some, why do you guys take out the menu? I don't want 
them to be able to leave the page. It sounds a little maniacal, <laughs> like stay, fill out the form. But we paid for this click. <laughs> yeah, but really, give us your information. If you're a contractor and you're using Google Ads. You are paying for them to land on your page. As much as like 15 bucks a click. As much as a hundred bucks a click or more if it's a roofing contractor or one of those competitive terms. So. Uh, a lot of people can, can say like, oh, I've, I've got the good keywords, I've got the good ad copy. Uh, they'll get to the landing page, it'll be fine. But I mean, the landing page can be the most important part in certain things. So it's just making it super easy to convert, funneling them back up to that form fill and just not distracting them with a nav bar and too much content. So I know you have opinions about Google Ads. Yeah. So I wanna hear if you were talking to somebody who's with one of these low-end competitors of ours that are rolling out the same thing over and over again, and they're making these mistakes at scale, and what would you say? look in the camera, look in one of these cameras and give, which camera would you like them to look in? This one. Look in the camera and say why you think they should get a, another look at their ad account. Another look at their ad account. You should know how you're spending your money. Uh, you're spending potentially a lot of money and even if you're not you don't want someone lazy who is just applying the same cookie cutter to your ad account because you have a brand you have a company that you've invested a lot of time and money and effort into and your ad account should reflect that and the biggest thing that I see is a big template that other agencies will apply to accounts and they expect you to not be wise enough to know what's going on in Google Ads. So they give you the thumbs up, tell you how many crappy leads they got you this month, and you smile and leave with your goodie bag that won't convert. So what would you say to do instead? I would say to either invest the time and energy into learning Google Ads, but if you're a roofing contractor and your life is invested in your business and you have a million other things to do, then I would hire an agency that cares about contractors and cares about doing everything custom uh, from websites to SEO to Google Boosts to our Google Ads accounts. Awesome. I love it. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Vinny, how, how could they talk to you on social? What's the best way to kind of follow along on your journey? Yeah. Um, I think all my handles are the same on LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, it's just Vincenzo underscore Colosimo, V-I-N-C-E-N-Z-O underscore C-O-L-O-S-I-M-O. Um, find me on LinkedIn. If you have questions about your Google Ads account, if you want a free audit, I'm happy to look through. I'll be as brutal or kind with my audit as possible. One thing I like about people that work at Hook, I see people that won't tolerate if we ask them to lower their standard. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're busy right now, but you're basically like, we have to push out kick out kickoffs because yeah. I need these to be good. I'm not going to put my name yeah. on anything that's not good. I'm also responsible and have a monthly call with people. So I really appreciate that about you and I appreciate you guys for listening and watching uh, hookagency.com, hookagency all over social and see you next time. Bye.